Hi, everyone. Welcome to another Lawyer Lifter podcast. And this is kind of talking about a blog post that we recently released regarding defamation and social media. And as you all know, we have clients that really market themselves in the social media space. And that's because I think that when 2020 COVID-19 hit, social media was the way that um, everybody was really um, communicating with one another and it created a smaller world. And also it was the fastest way to market any hidden talents and see whether something like a hobby or a passion could really just become something you know, that would turn into a business. But with the rise of social media as the forefront for businesses marketing, and it's not really anything new, but we really did see that increase of people utilizing the space. There are also rules that kind of just, the laws sort of, you know, working around social media, because in a lot of ways, it's like the wild, wild west, because the law is very tough when it comes to, oh, is a person uh, being defamatory? Are their statements defamatory? Does it rise to a level that has damaged the person? And then we talk about, well, how do we measure damages based upon uh, statements? It's not hurt feelings. I mean, everybody knows that social media, because the point of social media is to really put your best foot forward and put everything out there in the best light. So we, on the lawyer side, we can't measure your injury based upon, you know, oh, um, I lost these followers. Oh, I... Um, I couldn't like sleep. I'm now stressed. There has to be a lot more when it comes to verifying whether defamation lives on social media. The first part is what is the person who is spewing the, de the alleged defamatory statements? It, are they considered priv a private person or are they considered a public figure? And also the recipient, are they a private person or are they also, are they a public figure? And, it, and it's crazy because now instead of your, you know, your usual celebrity, um, political figures, uh, that type of thing, now we have the, the space that picks and chooses who's considered insta-famous or a YouTube celebrity. And in that way, if someone has, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers, they could be considered the recipient of this uh, d alleged defamatory statement, could be considered a public figure. And that's important to classify whether private or public because it also designates how we look at the burden in these types of cases. So if it is a public figure, the courts say, you know, when you rise to that level, you got to get a thicker skin, meaning, you know, your expectation of privacy isn't, you know, that as a private individual just going around day to day. Now you can overcome 
overcome that with some evidentiary, uh, with more evidence to show that, yeah, despite the fact that I am a public figure, this is going beyond what's reasonable. And then we have a discussion regarding what is injurious? What, how do we measure your damages? So I said before that um, the decrease in your level of followers is not going to cut it when we discuss a defamation. And that's because you got to tie the loss of followers or the loss of viewers or the loss of clicks to money, to the fact that it is really hurting your pocketbook, that there is a direct contribution from the alleged defamatory statements to the fact that you're losing profits and also that you're losing potential profits. Perhaps the sponsorships, right? I mean, that's a huge thing among Insta-famous people is that the reason why they are so out there is because they get sponsored, they get free things, and if there is some defamatory stuff that's being thrown out there in social media, then um, perhaps these sponsorships get yanked. So in that way, we can show that the defamation lives in social media. But I mean, it is kind of like building brick by brick a, a house because it's difficult, right? You have a judge who is usually judges are not young. They're not you know, cognizant about the ways of social media. And so to teach them, to show them how this kind of like world is really harming your business and your reputation is in and of itself a challenge. So it's a double-edged sword when we talk about how social media is both a blessing to marketing because the cost of pumping yourself up on social media is very little to none versus once you create yourself, it's so easy to take a, a business or a person down on social media. It is, it, I, as I said, it's truly like the wild, wild west in a lot of ways because it a lot can't, is very frustrating on the legal side because you have to create a direct line from the alleged defamatory statements and then damages. And a lot is on people to be simply decent. And that's a lot to ask when you're talking to, you know, young people on social media, a lot to ask. So in terms of that, with social media requests on this firm for whether there's defamatory statements and whether you have a case that's definitely in the wheelhouse of an attorney who really knows what they're doing. And I will tell you, uh, the bread and butter of this firm is constantly in this space. We are constantly throwing out cease and desist letters off based on Instagram, based on Twitter, YouTube. So in terms of, you know, not only on the legal side do we know how to defend and also move forward as a moving party in defamatory lawsuits, but I myself have been, I mean, 
I, countless times, it's very strange how the world has turned upside down and there is this cancel culture where even me and my law firm have been the subject of very hurtful, very offensive uh, defamatory statements and because of our representation. So it's, it's difficult to really say that there are hard and fast remedies in law because the standard is so high. And that's why I really do want to uh, go back and emphasize it. It's really about people being decent, to be honest, like giving them like you all seen these apocalyptic or post apocalyptic um, shows and movies where it's like there's no laws and it's really up to the people who are living in this new world to govern themselves and to govern themselves in a decent and humane way. And I would say I would challenge people like, yes, of course, there are legal remedies out there. But at the end of the day, me also being the subject and my law firm, the subject of like crazy cancel culture, um, just because we're doing our jobs, uh, I would say we have to look to each other to kind of set some standards here. And differing opinions, contradictory opinions does not mean, um, you know, let's ruin people's lives and reputations and livelihoods. Uh, that is not the way. So I will speak personally that yes, while we are the law firm and the lawyer champion, championing these things, um, look to yourselves and let's try to be good to one another at the same time. So we find ourselves very able to pivot and um, overcome the challenges on the legal side when it comes to do you have a defamation case? So to learn more about whether you do have a defamation case, check out our latest blog and also reach out to us. We really do know this space and we will guide you. Thank you for listening to the Lawyer Lifter podcast. You can listen to other podcasts at www.lawyerlifter.com or your favorite podcast apps. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe.